You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 69 with Emily Party. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, we are back with Emily Party. If you missed last week's episode, you can definitely listen to this week and then go back. Uh, Last week, we talked about recapturing communication, and this week, we are going to be talking about recapturing friendship. Emily is a family counselor, and I thought, you know what? Who else would be better to come on the show than her? So we have brought her back for a three-part marriage series. So I hope you guys enjoy this show. Emily, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. Thank you. So Emily is back on the show for part two of the three-part marriage series. So if you guys missed last week, head on over there and listen, because we are talking about recapturing communication. Um, But Emily, I'm so excited to talk with you today about recapturing friendship. And um, I normally jump into an icebreaker about travel, but I am changing it up for the marriage series. So how about you share with us what you like to do for recapturing friendship? Yeah, absolutely. So Uh, My husband, Josh, and I were way back in the day, we were both film students, actually. And so we love films. We love movies. But of course, with three kids, we don't get out nearly as much as we would like to. So we really love to, we still love to get films uh, and watch them and really have our own kind of commentary and be silly about it. And then dig into, you know, Wikipedia or IMDb and kind of see the behind the scenes stuff and really nerded up (laughs) that that we're film geeks at heart and there's something very um like college-esque about you know throwing back to those days and feel like we know what we're talking about when it comes to cinematography or something so it makes us feel like film kids again I think yeah (laughs) we love that when you say you get films like where do you get those at oh I mean it could be you know Netflix or the library or, you know, or we just, um, so like any know, film is what red you box. Mean. Okay. Yeah. That's what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it could be old school ones, you know, that are, you know, still way back on the, um, top 100 films list or, you know, silly stuff like that. Maybe pull Godfather back from, oh, you know, gotcha. yeah. after the kids are in bed and do a, a marathon night of something like that. So, so what made you actually not go that direction if you guys were in uh, film school and whatnot? What what made you decide to do what you are doing today versus kind of staying? Because you, you lived in California, right? We did. Yeah. Um, you know, I was a screenwriting major. And so oh, okay. I, that writing background, I ended up uh, getting my degree in English. Um, and that core of writer, it was still stuck with me. Of course, I finished my book for all maternity uh, about you know, motherhood and what I do now. So God had really kind of taken talents and bended and molded them to fit what I do now. Um, and then my husband, it was really uh, a time thing. He he had always wanted to grow up and be a dad. He just was oh, one of wow. those wonderful, wonderful men um, that God had placed that on his heart. And so when he was a film student, he had the opportunity to work on some film sets as a PA and kind of get a taste of the Hollywood life. And it was so time consuming. He knew pretty early on this Mm. was not going to mesh with the life that God had called him to. Um, So he still has, you know, a lot of those talents that he applies uh, elsewhere. But uh, yeah, there's some fun, fun little throwbacks, like I said, that we we love to 
uh, now things have progressed, but yeah. uh, as far as films go, you know, but we like to think we still know what we're talking about. So that's fun. we enjoy, we enjoy that. With yeah. Each other. Well, and you know, I was just thinking about this um, with what kind of, you know, induces friendship with Todd and I, and we're really trying to push ourselves to do more new things. And it's mm. hard because like when you only have a yeah. babysitter here or there, you want to gravitate to things that you know, because you're not going there all the time. And like the restaurants, you know, you love to, you know, go to that. And um, so we've been trying to kind of push ourselves out of that a little bit more. And so mm-hmm. for our anniversary in September, um, we went kayaking here in Tennessee. And wow. um, yeah, and it was a lot of fun. And I've never kayaked before. Well, no, th- that's not right. We went when we went to um, Monterey, uh, in California, mm-hmm. we actually went kayaking and that was awesome. That's in the ocean. I mean, I really kept thinking, um, is there going to be sharks swimming underneath right. my kayak? Right. And actually the sea lions would swim underneath our yes. kayak, which is freaky because I mean, they're so cute, but I'm just thinking they could easily they're tip big. over my, they're, they, big. Yeah. they're big and they could tip over my kayak. Um, but it was so fun because we could get really close to the rocks that they were laying on and they're just so friendly yeah. and it's a um, beautiful area. Beautiful. Yeah. And it was so fun to, uh, just kind of like explore that. But, uh, so we decided to go kayaking in the river here in Tennessee and at the Harpeth, I think. Yep. And mm-hmm. so uh, it was going really great until I tipped over oh, no. <laughs> and the water was oh. not that warm. And so, oh. yeah, it was kind of a freak out moment. Um, what had happened is it, uh, a storm had come through and it had knocked a tree over. And so, I'm like, okay, so how are we getting around this? So what I didn't know, so Todd was able to go underneath, like laying back. But what happened is I was trying to paddle and turn my kayak and uh, the current was too strong. And so it just was taking me sideways to this big tree. Oh, no. Yeah. So I just kind of put my hands out. Well, that just... (laughs) it like flipped the kayak and then I went under and I had all my stuff in it. And so, yeah, I I mean, it was really crazy. I I freaked out because I think because the water was cold and I couldn't get back into the kayak. Yeah. I mean, I I can laugh about it now, but I mean, I was completely drenched. And so maybe not the new experience you were hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. No, not so much. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I just thought, I'm so glad we did not have the kids with us. Cause I mean, that just, I mean, it kind of gave me a heart attack, but, but the thing is, is like just experiencing that kind of like adventure. I mean, I wouldn't want to do that again. Um, Not that specifically like flipping out. Um, It kind of like it, it created this fun story that I feel like that you know Todd and I have and um and I feel like that's how it felt when we were dating you know you just have all these new experiences right because you're dating Mm -hmm. and so you don't really get that as much when you're living the married life with kids and it's kind of like sometimes feels like Groundhog's Day and so even though I would not want to fall out of a kayak again I just was like oh this kind of just makes me think of like when I was dating Todd and there was just like new adventures so absolutely now I have a fun story so yeah so that's That's kind of like yeah that's what what stands out to us is that we're trying to kind of just push ourselves to do more things like going to concerts and just doing those fun things um, that are just not as routine of like, oh, we go uh-huh. to the same Thai restaurant every single day, you know? And so, right. um, yeah. So this this leads me into uh, the interview itself. Um, so, you know, talking about recapturing friendship, um, Emily, what would you say that um, 
why, why would you say that friendship is so important in a marriage? Like, I feel like a yeah. lot of people kind of talk about the romance, which that is what we're going to mm-hmm. talk about next, next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the friendship part could be downplayed a lot. Um, and people may not even notice that as much where, you know, the romance seems more obvious when you have like babies, right? Like you're, you're right. like, sleep deprived and you're like, uh, your body may not be where it <laughs> wants to be. And you're like, Oh, this is so not romantic, but I think the friendship could be overlooked very easily. So how about you share with us why you feel like it's so important? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, friendship, you're right. We kind of take it for granted, right? That, uh, this person that we've invested our future with that we're saying, yeah, I want to be with you forever. Uh, we forget to be very friendly to sometimes. <laughs> and so sometimes our, our because we can be vulnerable with our spouse, uh, some of those niceties and the novelties that uh, we earned really early in our relationships, they wear off sooner than others. Um, and, you know, there's a kind of unfortunate st- statistic out there that half of all the divorces that occur half of them actually occur within the first seven years of marriage. Mm. So if you think of spending eternity with someone, you know, with, you know, you want to spend 50, 60, 70 plus years with this person, um, the first seven years, then we got to get past that, right? We got to get over that, (laughs) that hump, that there's something early on that happens uh, that we lose. And if we don't really kind of work for it and, and a lot of those um, is just uh, friendship. It's based on friendship, you know, being being nice to someone, um, really trusting them and trusting yourself uh, with them, learning to be vulnerable um, and sharing time and experiences, especially like you said, new experiences and wanting to learn new things with that person are all things that we find in a friend that if we think about the, what qualities we look for in good friendships you know, we're looking for that, someone to trust, someone to spend time with, have fun with, be vulnerable with, get deep with. Um, and, and those are the things that we need to then continue to nurture and learn and relearn as the phases of life kind of ebb and flow. Yeah, I, I totally feel that. And, you know, I just feel like, especially, you know, you were saying with the seven years and what's interesting is, um, for Todd and I, we didn't have kids until after seven years. So mm-hmm. I feel like it can also be different when you are still within that seven years and having kids, right? And then, yeah, and then, yeah. and then having a relationship where you're seven years without kids and then you're adding the kids. And then, th- I mean, that really just changes up the dynamic. Hey, you guys, today's mom of the moment spotlight is Nadia Russell. Here's her story. Hey, moms, my name is Nadia. I want to share my story with you in hopes that it would encourage somebody out there. Two years ago, I found myself over 320 pounds and miserable. My marriage was failing. There was infidelity that I had just found out about, and it had crushed me. I knew that either it was going to make me or break me. I had made a decision to dedicate all the extra time and effort into my marriage, into repairing my marriage. My husband and I, two years later, are here to tell you that we have made it through the hardest part of our marriage. And we want to encourage anybody out there in a similar situation. Please reach out to me at livelifenowwithnadia at gmail.com. 
So if you guys want to hear more about Nadia after this episode, make sure to go to episode 65. So you can go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash 65 to hear Nadia Russell's whole story. It's so inspiring. Now let's get back to our talk with Emily. So, I mean, when we're talking about friendship in the marriage after having kids, what do you feel Mm -hmm. like are the big shifts that you see happening after babies in regards to just friendship alone? Yeah. So obviously, yeah, having a baby is such a huge milestone for a relationship. Um, In fact, 67% of relationships uh, would say that they experience a decline in satisfaction with their partner after bringing that first baby home. Um, and so that can feel really discouraging to think, wow, what, what did this baby do to our <laughs> marriage? Right. Um, but it's not the baby. It's really that the baby is a representative of kind of exacerbating what's already been going on in the relationship. So, uh, what a baby does is, put you into survival mode, right? That that amount of stress and maybe the expectations that you've placed on what a baby will bring to your marriage, um, those first few months, if you, you know, had a baby, you understand what I'm talking about, are the, are the hardest, man. Sleep deprived, um, you know, challenged with boundaries, maybe family members, um, and every facet of your life uh, your body image, your finances, your sex life, your job, everything is affected by this new little person. And so our understanding of uh, how we befriend each other, how we talk to each other, how we trust each other, it's all strained a little bit uh, because of this milestone. And so that survival mode really kind of puts us on, on an edge. <laughs> and uh, if we haven't learned how to kind of communicate effectively through that and wholly trust this other person, then kind of uh, the first signs of that kind of, you know, if you're really tired and you wake up and you can't trust your spouse, then that kind of nastiness and that, you know, the way you talk to each other really starts to come out. Um, And if you don't uh, remedy that and repair that and really work towards, okay, this is survival mode. This isn't forever, you know, then, uh, then that really can leave a lasting mark, uh, a detriment on, on, on that relationship. It's much harder to repair. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, um, do you feel like some, some, some relationships, I feel like they start off like the marriage and they're totally best friends and Mm -hmm. some are just kind of like, there's that, um, there it's a very, you know, romantic relationship, right? And it's very, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of chemistry, but maybe they're not the best of friends. So do you feel like that the people that don't have that best friendship going into the marriage, do you feel like they could get to that point, you know, even after the craziness of having kids or do you, cause I, mm-hmm. what I want people to understand is, you know, if they're sitting there and going, well, we weren't best friends when we got married. And um, I just, I just want to give people hope. Like, what is your thoughts on that? Like if you didn't even start off that way. So it's not a matter of if you lost it, it's like, uh, we didn't really start off that way. So can we, can can we become that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and maybe uh, friendship looks differently and holds a different role in your life. You know, that, um, you know, different people have different needs, you know, and support systems. So what works and looks one way in one marriage is not going to be a paradigm for everyone, right? So 
So don't lose heart that, you know, if your best friend's uh, marriage looks like they, you know, are BFFs and can't live a second without each other, you know, that your marriage um, can't bloom and blossom in a, in a beautiful way, but differently. And so um, shared meaning, finding that shared common ground is where that begins, is where you nurture that. And so sometimes that is at the very fundamental level of just, hey, I, we have shared values, right? We love our children. We want the best for them. Uh, we want to be married and have a commitment and I trust you and I'm going to learn how uh, to communicate with you. You know, and some of those just very basic values is somewhere to start that, oh yeah, we have shared goals here. We can look at these goals from the same perspective. Um, and then it takes two humble people to be able to say, I might need to relearn how to do this with you. You know, some things have have shaken up in our lives. Some, you know, maybe we've moved or gotten a different job or just grown up a little bit since we first got together. Um, I might need to relearn this about myself and about you. And I'm excited to jump in and do that. Yeah, I think that's really great because I feel like some people could feel like, oh my gosh, because we didn't start off that way you know, how could we ever become that? And mm -hmm. um, like you said, I feel like um, everybody's relationships look different. Like, like I mentioned to you earlier, like I don't really text Todd a lot. I, he's just in a job that like, I feel like I don't want to bombard him. Like I don't want to sure. keep adding, but I know some people who are always texting their spouses, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, I think Todd would kill me if I tried to like <laughs> communicate that much to him. But those relationships, you know, like within their relationship, that's fine, you know, but so I think that's also very key to know what is realistic yeah. Yeah. and what, what is going to bother someone. And, um, and you know, it may be fine with you, right? That like, say, say it's okay that it's, you're not texting that much, but like, if you're comparing it somebody, sometimes I think that triggers your brain to go, well, maybe I shouldn't be okay with that. And, and right. therefore we're not doing well because I'm not talking to you every second, you know, of the day. And so, um, I think that's really, you know, I think it's like you said, like, yep. they're not all going to look the same and, um, and to, and to know that. So, um, I was going to ask you too, what do you feel is the best way to recapture friendship in our marriage though? Like, so, yeah. so say we did have it and, um, and it was really great. And, you know, you've been married for a very long time and, mm -hmm. and, and, and I'll throw this in here too. I do notice that there are some people that you see they, and it goes back to like, they do life a lot together and, and it could be too, that they're mm -hmm. say they're jobs are more flexible. And so maybe they work from home and they can be with each other. Now you talk to some people and they're like, that would drive me crazy. Right. So do you feel like, do you feel like, um, that there's just some relationships that just are, you know, more, I don't want to say like more of a friend. It's not that they don't have the romantic part, but that it's just that they are more best friends. And, um, and, it's going to be challenging to kind of like recapture that, you know, if you weren't even that to begin with. I, so it's it's not exactly yeah. the same question that it was before. Before it was like, if you weren't <laughs> even best friends, right? It's like, hey, we're friends and we fell in love with, with each other. This is more, say you were really best friends, but then like as you went through life and you've had kids, you're not as best friends as you used to, but you see sure. people that they still seem like they're just as best friends as they were 
day one of them dating. So I guess that is what my question is, like how that looks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that we often misinterpret friendship as uh, a bunch of shared interests, right? That our shared interests must align and be the same. And that's what friendship is, right? And, and so sometimes when we're looking from the outside, we see like, oh, wow, um, uh, Jerry and Judy, they, they always play volleyball together or go running or, oh, uh, Tim and Maggie are always cooking and they're always doing that together, you know? And so we look at these like pockets of shared interests and think, gosh, I must not have as many shared interests or things in common. Uh, so I must with my own spouse. And so maybe our friendship isn't as strong, right? And so we sort of tend to equate those things. And what I'd want to challenge you with is, uh, you know, these, it isn't about the amount of shared interests. It's really about the support we have of the interests of, of our spouse. So what I mean by that is, uh, for instance, my, my, uh, my spouse, Josh, my husband, Josh loves soccer, loves soccer. And I mean, so much that when he refers to football, he's talking about soccer, <laughs> like, oh, like premier, he's league, not American like English. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like full on. Yes. And, and that is the one sport that he, he's a diehard, uh, Tottenham Hotspur fan, uh, and they, that he follows. And, and so I, therefore, uh, am a Hotspur fan now, right? That like by it. association. Yeah. Now I don't love soccer. I don't, I don't really watch it. Um, uh, but I love that. I love him. (laughs) Right. And so (laughs) I, uh, I have learned then, okay, teach me enough about soccer that because I love you and you're a smart individual who I trust has great taste, there must be a really good reason you love soccer. Right. And so instead of learning to love soccer, I have learned to love why he loves soccer. Right. Like, Oh, tell me why, you know, why you're following that. Why is that of interest to you? Um, what about that gets you fired up, you know? And so then I become passionate on his behalf about, yay, they won. I'm so happy for Josh that they won today, <laughs> yeah, right? I love it, yeah. Because it changes the whole perspective that I don't have to know what that flag or that call or whatever <laughs> happened in the game meant. But I can be just as joyful for him and be supportive of his interests because now we have a shared meaning of what that means. It means that's a good day for him. It means he's going to be happy and he's going to want to talk about that. And I love him and therefore I'm interested. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. if you can sort of begin to um, let it be not not about the amount of things or what it even is but then learn about your spouse through that interest. Hey, why do you love cooking? What does that do for you? How does that um, make you feel when you cook or when you read that recipe? How does it make you feel when you go for a run or, or exercise or whatever the interest is? Yeah. So kind of what you're saying, even because what, because I'm sure there's people out there that are thinking we don't have any interests that are the Mm -hmm. same. And so, and like you were saying about the soccer. So What is your thoughts on that, though? Because I'm sure you yeah. see you guys have the shared interest in watching the film. So you know that you can sure. always rely on that. And that can always be your, you know, fallback to be like, OK, well, if we're kind of like off kilter, we can always just go rent a movie and just be silly and stuff like that. Now, what if people are kind of like we really do not have 
that, you know, we don't have that, yeah. right? They can't see my air quotes that like that thing that <laughs> sure. like that you go to that you both love. And, and, and sometimes too, you know, you can just like things as you get older um, that maybe you didn't even like earlier. And so it's not even a matter of like, that's how it was from the beginning. It could be that mm-hmm. someone took up golf and you know, the other person doesn't want to golf. So right. what would you, sh- what would you say to those people that could be sitting there just kind of feeling a little bit maybe defeated or just yeah. discouraged that like, Oh my gosh, we don't like anything. So are we just supposed to just kind of be like, we love this because we love you or what, what is your thoughts with this? Yeah. So two, th- two things. Um, I'd say it's, like I said, it's that underlying, um, like feelings that they get because of that interest. So you do have something that matches that feeling, right? And so if I say like, well, what is it about soccer that you love so much? And how does that make you feel? And what's it like to, you know, feel that way? I have, I need something that makes me feel that way, right? And so I do love cooking, for instance, and it is like, it really gets me going if I uh, conquer a recipe or try something new. And, you know, and so I have a, a kind of mutual experience that's different, but that we can engage interest wise on. And then we're having a conversation about even if it's not a shared experience, the feelings are are matching up. And so I can say, oh, I totally know how you how you felt then. That's how I feel when this happened to me. Mm, right. Yeah. And so then we're communicating. And then the more we're communicating, the more time we're spending together, the more time we're spending together, you'll you're probably likely to stumble upon something of more shared interest. And that takes me to the second step, which is new stuff. Try new stuff. And that is really the key. I'm glad you started with, uh, with this interview with yeah, saying that you and Todd do that because yeah. <laughs> that is really the key to kind of that long lasting uh, learning and relearning your spouse and yourself and getting to know that, hey, we need new stuff. Like we're changing, we're growing, we're getting older. Um, uh, there's constantly new phases of our kids' lives and our lives that are going to be coming along. I need to do new things, right? I need to change along with it. And so do you. And so um, learning something new together. And even if you hate it, then hate it together. Great. That's fine. You know? um, <laughs> yeah. That's okay. We've had that too. Um, but you, and you can, you know, maybe one of you is uh, better at it than the other. That's okay. Learn more about each other, learn more about yourself uh, and share in that and grow. And so there's, there's an endless list, a limitless supply of new things to experience together, but it does take, uh, effort. It doesn't have to take money, but it does take time and effort to be able to come up with some new things and, and say yes to some of those things that are out of your comfort zone. Yeah, no, I love that. Well, you guys, as we wrap up, make sure to join us over at the Mom Inspired Show Facebook private page. We would love to have you share with us what you guys do to keep your friendship going and feel free to ask Emily any questions. Mm -hmm. And Emily, thank you so much for coming on the show and doing this three-part series. I can't wait to talk to you next week on Recapturing Romance. Absolutely. It's going to be great. Hey, you guys, if you want to follow me on Instagram, my handle is Amber Sandberg. So my last name is S-A-N-D, like sand, B-E-R-G. And I post all the upcoming podcasts and quotes from the show. And I also post personal pictures if you'd like to get to know me more. So again, that's Amber Sandberg. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. See you next week.